Welcome to Icky Ichabod's Weird Wrestling Live from Grand Fork's Best Source. And we are, we ain't your daddy's wrestling podcast, so that's it. That's it. What's up, everybody? Icky, we got a, it's been about a month. Uh, I think we've gone through our fair share of weird wrestling withdrawals, right? Yes, yes. Wrestling is my thing. Yep. It's my thing, and that's what, the way I like it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> well, we got a huge episode lined up today. We're going to be talking about what, what, uh, what's, the, what's the, the topic for today's show? Backyard Wrestling. <laughs> I know you've been super stoked to talk about this for almost a whole month now, but before we get started with that, we got to make sure to give a quick shout-out to our friends across the hall from us at Rumor Sports Bar and Casino, located right in the Grand Cities Mall, and they're open every day from 11 a.m. to 2 a.m., and kind of like I say every every week, they are the place to go to because it's sports season. They got wall to wall TVs with NBA, NHL, NFL, college football, college hoops, all the sports going on. That yes, BT, Jake, Scott, and the crew—they'll flip it on to whatever sport or game you want to watch. They are great. And you can't forget about their legendary beer towers and their daily lunch and dinner specials every night, and all kinds of fun, uh, all kinds of fun activities going on like Fiesta Friday or DJ Mondays, and they got all kinds of gaming going on too, like bingo, electronic and traditional pull tabs, pigwell, you name it. Check it out. Rumor Sports Bar Casino, located in the Grand Cities Mall, every open every day from 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. All right, Ichabod. So, backyard wrestling. Dare I ask, how did you get into backyard wrestling? I was a backyard wrestler. You were a backyard wrestler. I remember I got powerbombed <laughs> on a, on a, uh, a wood floor. Wow. Well, wait, 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 let's rewind a second. How did you get into backyard wrestling? Did you find out some friends that were in the league and or saw some flyers? No, no. Uh, I uh, was a major fan of like ECW and XPW and all that. And we decided to do some of the crap in our living room, so... Yeah, gosh. So I acid dropped someone off a off a couch once. Oh man, the good old Spike Dudley finisher there. Oh man. So it, you know, I I wouldn't suggest trying it. Um, I would not suggest trying it. A lot of wrestlers started their their tenure in backyard wrestling, though. Like I was going to bring that. I know the Hardys. They they're kind of one of the more, one of the more noteworthy ones. Uh, I think they it was called what they had the trampoline wrestling federation, or yeah. then later Omega. I think that was like the eventually kind of ended up being a full fledged indie promotion. But I think it started out as like a backyard. League. Well, CM Punk, I believe, was a backyard wrestler. Yep. Nick Gage, the deathmatch wrestler, was a backyard wrestler. Mick Foley actually was kind of a backyard. Kind wrestler. of. Well, I was going to ask. Uh, from what I uh, remember, uh, I'm probably got the origins a little wrong, wrong kind of like the catalyst for backyard wrestling taking off in like the late nineties was a lot of people saw Mick Foley. He was kind of telling his story of how he got into wrestling on WWF at the time broadcast. And they showed clips of his old homemade indie movie, the loved one, the right? loved one, which was just like a movie, not like a wrestling league. And there's a movie where it's about him trying to make it to be the best wrestler. And there's a scene where he, yeah, to the crowd's approval, dr- jumps off his garage, uh, the roof of his garage, through a table to someone, and and just kind of that's how he wins a title in there, if I remember right. And that w- w- that am I was right? the, the origins of Dude Love. Origins of Dude Love, yeah. But wasn't that like a big catalyst for what? And that that combined with the ECW hardcore craze at the time, that fandom kind of colliding to form the the kind of beginnings for backyard wrestling. Yep. Yeah, I would say so. 
Uh, you know, one of the one of the, promo- uh, the I we were watching these backyard wrestling uncensored DVDs, and I don't even know what the what the promotions what they called the promotion, but they had like I, a, I got some of them for you. We'll save that for the end. <laughs> okay, well they had a, uh, a, a basically a uh, whatchamacallit, call it a uh, mattress in the backyard, and they used like this is the most hardcore stuff I've ever seen people do. Not in Japan. It had like cactuses and barbed wire and all this stuff. Yeah. And oh, fire. Oh my gosh. The weapons in here are just all over the place. Well but, what what about the uh the, the firecrackers that they um, put on people? You know, I want to jump into that a little bit, but I kinda of want to get into you first year in case so people know the ones that we're covering today, the ones that you, you borrowed me a couple from your collection to watch. So um the, the, the DVDs are called just Backyard Wrestling, and they, each one has a subtitle. And I looked online, I want to say there's about 10 of these, give or take a little bit. Do you recall how many? I, was trying... I, I only have five of them. So. I want to say, yeah, there's about 10, give or take a little bit. I just did a search on Amazon to see, and I think, yeah, the, the ones that we, that you borrowed me are, I, I jotted down the titles here, Backyard Wrestling 3, Too Shocking for Television, and that came out in 2002, and Backyard Wrestling, Future Kings of the Ring, and that came out in 2003. And both are about an hour long, right? Yeah, and they're, they're worth watching. Yeah. So, yeah, and the, it's not, it's like you said, they're not just focused on one individual promotion. They're like a collection of various backyard wrestling leagues across the world, kind of like a best of highlights tape, right? It's, yeah, you know what it kind of reminds me of? Uh, um, funny, America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. So, were you kind of hoping for like complete matches on here, or do you think you do you like the format they did here, like a bunch of highlights? I like the format that they did it in. I, I think so too. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So you were saying about all the kinds of crazy weaponry they had on here? Cactuses. Cactuses, yes. Firecrackers. Fire. I think a cherry bomb at one point went off on. I, I remember there was a match where a guy got suplexed through the top of a trailer house. Yep. Yep. I know one of the highlight spots on here was uh, on one of the DVDs was a guy getting tombstoned off the hood of a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was just just bonkers. Um, yeah, each DVD kicks off with lots of disclaimers saying, you know, don't try this at home, and <laughs> just saying, you know, this is going to be pretty brutal, intense stuff, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, have you now? You said you you were a backyard wrestler. How long was that for? About. Like three months. Three months. Still a lot of fun, though, right? It was just me and another guy doing it. Yeah. It was. It was just kind of. Excuse it... my language, but it was kind of like jackass. Oh right. Did this bring back memories from uh, how they filmed it here? Because they say backyard wrestling. Almost all the footage in both these DVDs are literally in people's backyards. <laughs> yeah. And there's there's a few there's a few where they're in like a gymnasium yep. though. Occasionally, they'll have a shot where it looks like, oh, this looks like almost an actual indie wrestling show in a, g- a gym or an armory. Yeah. What did you think about the very... St- the, the, and for some of these ones that were inside the armory, you had like what looked like actual wrestling rings, like actual like real deal wrestling rings, but some of the backyard wrestling rings, <laughs> what did you think of those? Uh, yeah, I liked them. Can I, can I, can I bring something up? Some some buddies of mine in Time Bomb when they first started up, it kind of reminded me of backyard wrestling because they didn't have a ring. They kind of had to like fight for every dollar and get their budget to to get the funds to get to uh, build an actual ring. Yeah, that's cool. And it was awesome. It was awesome. And I love Time Bomb. You know, they're they're probably my fa- one of my favorite local indie. They're they're my favorite local indie promotion. 
Yeah, I had a blast when we saw that show uh, several months ago, and yeah, they actually had like a proper indie wrestling setup, uh, uh, pretty much a WWE quality ring, and like bar- actual barricades and entrance sets well, and all that. When they started off, you know, they they reminded me of this backyard wrestling, and that's why I got into them so heavily. That's, that's got to be cool to watch them grow and you know just kind of become a, more of a legitimate indie promotion over the years, right? But we'll talk more about Time Bomb later. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I kind of point that out. I, thought, I really kind of, at the time, thought it was kind of interesting how, like, some of these backyard wrestling promotions, they, they range all over the place from the quality of their rings. Uh, and like you said, some of them have, like, almost WWE quality rings. Others have... Mattresses. Like, mattresses or, like, posts connected by, like, twine. <laughs> did, you, did you ever see the one with the, with the, with the uh, whatchamacallit, the... Uh, um, uh, ropes that go that you hang your clothes on the clotheslines. Oh, clotheslines. Yep, yep. That was funny. Then there was this one guy in one of the videos walking up to one of. The, he jumps on the clotheslines and he does a four fifty off the clothesline. Yeah. So is a lot of this is. I mean, there's a lot of just like punch and kick brawling in here, but some of them do some pretty like flip, interesting flip moves. <laughs> one of, one of my one of my favorite submissions was on this. It was by a guy named the Reverend, and it was called the Eleventh Commandment. Okay. Yeah, I was I was trying to catch the names. They didn't really say the names of all the wrestlers on no, here. No, my favorite is Carnage, though. He's the one, if you watch the videos, he's the one who always wears the insane clown posse shirt and the military pants, and then he has, like, the mohawk with the, with the ponytail in the back. I was try- Every now and again, they'd drop a subtitle with a, a guy's name, but it was very few and far between. Did you recognize any wrestlers that kind of went on to have, like, kind of like, uh, kind of uh, trips not, to WWE or TNA really. over the years? Not really. Because this is at an interesting time. This was filmed in the early 2000s. This is like when a, a big, so probably within a couple of years, when WWE had a big new generation of talent, like Batista, John Cena coming in, Randy Orton, they were all coming in. So part of me was kind of like trying to keep an eye out for maybe we get a brief cameo of like, oh my gosh, this guy, kind of like we're saying, so many wrestlers started as backyard wrestlers. I didn't recognize anyone, at least, you know, just on this first watch. Well, but, <laughs> um. You know who I really liked was the announcers, the guys who were were wearing the Ed Gain mask, and the uh, the guy wearing the leather face mask. Oh, yep, the leather face mask doing hey, announcing leather. for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Um, yeah, so I would say the qual. What would you say the quality of the wrestling on here? A lot of brawling. What would you? I think you a can lot tell of hardcore. You can you can tell that. Either it was influenced by CZW or ECW or ECW or XPW. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a, a lot of the people out there when they did did this stuff, a lot of them I think were fans of Japanese wrestling. Yeah, you saw some of them with the more fancier, uh, like what was it like a 450 splash? A couple of people were busting out in the backyard. Did there. you ever see that guy who who like was climbing the? Uh, um, cable tower or whatever it was and he was like gonna jump off um there were some very interesting spots in here (laughs) well you know as i as i stated before you know when the guy gets suplexed through through the uh um trailer house another one is when a lot of the when they fall off the roof oh gosh yeah i'm surprised they're not like paralyzed Mm -hmm. yeah there's some i'll give it props you could tell like there's some points where a couple of the wrestlers you could tell like Looked like they legitimately busted up their elbow, clutching their elbow when they did a, a flip that went haywire. Well, here's the thing. They can majorly take bumps, these mm. people. Yeah. 
you, you know, you'd expect people to get really hurt from this, and people do get yeah. hurt from this. But some of these people know how to take bumps. Yeah, I know some of the people on here. You know, I didn't see many names drop, so I didn't have a chance to do too much research. But from what I could tell, look, like all these wrestlers, some of them were, some of them looked like they knew what they were doing. Others look like they're just real early in their stages in their career, but they're sticking to like pretty relatively safe, just basic brawling and not trying to do anything outside of their wheelhouse. Would you say that was be pretty accurate? That, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. I think they they know what they they do, what they can and, and shouldn't they, be doing, what they can and shouldn't be doing. Like you know, there's one move that I I don't think ever should be done unless you're a trained professional, and that's a pile driver. Right, because you can majorly screw up someone's neck. Mm-hmm. Look at well, the Andy Kaufman thing might have been a, a well, joke. Owen, or Owen Hart on a Steve Austin. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a classic example of that. Um, how would you say are some of your favorite highlights from each of these DVDs? I jotted down a couple of them, like a favorite. I know we kind of went over a few of them, but any other favorite spots from either of the DVDs or moments? I like the dungeon base or the basement dungeon death match. Yeah, they're in someone's basement, basically. And they're wrestling in thumbtacks and barbed wire boards and then and mouse traps and then they, they, they start the barbed wire board on fire and the guy suplexes the guy onto the barbed wire board. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah, they're, they're like a ton of thumbtacks, like a gratuitous amount of thumbtacks. <laughs> yeah. Well yeah. you know you know, Mick Foley was the first person to bring that to like At least on WWE Mick, anyways. On yep. WWE and uh, he got that from Japan, actually. Yeah. Or that, Japan or Puerto Rico. I can't remember which. Gosh. Yeah, that classic King of the Ring match. That was He debuted a lot of stuff in, in that match. Well, and he, he went on to use it against people like Triple H, you mm-hmm. know, in the street fight. That the, the I still love the Cactus Jack Triple H street fight. Yeah, that's another classic. That could be a potential episode chronicling that feud there. Um, I think from that first DVD, uh, there's a thing called Epic Battle. It was divided into three parts. Is that num- uh, number five where they're where they're like wrestling in the school? Yep, they have part of it as they're wrestling. I didn't like in, that personally. <laughs> they're wrestling in a school hallway, and people were walking by, going, "Wait, what are these? What are these clowns doing?" <laughs> Just giving them these looks. Um, can, yeah. I, can I say something really quick? Mm-hmm. There was a, a time bomb match a few years ago, again, and they actually started wrestling outside outside of the shop. And uh, anyways, as it goes, there's a police officer across the street, and he just shakes his head and just drives past. He's like, yep, this, is it. this isn't worth the time. <laughs> oh, it's those wrestlers up to no good again. <laughs> but uh, I, I will say also, this was kind of for some cheap laughs. I guess it hit the right funny bone for me that day when I was watching it. But uh, uh, a scene called Groin Pains. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that was hilarious. It's just one minute of nut shots set to this knockoff Benny Hill mu- music. And I'm like, all right, all right, yeah, you got me. You got me, Backyard Wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> okay, how about for the second DVD? Uh, I put down, a, I noted there was a lot of flames and explosions in this one. Yes, you know, it was kind of, you know, I think it's kind of stupid that they, they put a uh, firecracker on someone's chest. Yeah. That's not too smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, yeah, some stuff I was like, and whenever they break out the fluorescent light tubes, those are always, I can't always help but cringe a little bit when I see those. I heard I heard of a match once where they had electrified fluorescent light tubes. Oh, electrified fluorescent light tubes, yeah. yeah. I know I've heard controversies about wrestlers using fluorescent light tubes to 
based on how old they are because some of the older models have like that, that potentially deadly t- chemicals xenon in them. or whatever it's yeah. called could cause infections and whatnot uh, i was at a a bar wrestling uh uh venue at somewhere around about an hour away from here uh, a couple years ago and someone from the crowd was double checking with the wrestlers before the show. So, are you using these kind of fluorescent light shoes? Make sure you're using these ones and not these ones. And they're like, "Oh, yep, yep, we know because they we have know. That powder in them." <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you know, man. and uh, I was reading a book. I, I'm, I'm not going to say which one, but uh, apparently they have like different rules in different states for what you can use for weapons. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Oh, I guess depending on state commissions and all that. Yes. <laughs> um. As we kind of wind down here, any other last few things about backyard wrestling you want to get in in general about, you know, what's your biggest takeaway from the surge of backyard wrestling popularity to this line of DVDs? Anything that we didn't cover? Well, you know, watch it. You know, if you like wrestling, watch it, you know. Um, It's really good, but... You know, I wouldn't watch it around kids because there is some gratuitous nudity. And oh yeah, movies. they sneak that in in there. Yeah, I guess I was kind of looking. At, I guess the, the, for people, here's a blast from the past. Uh, it, the same filmmakers or production line of DVDs that put out the backyard wrestling DVDs also did the Girls Gone Wild DVDs. Really, I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> for yeah, if you want to feel old, there you go. But uh, yeah. Oh, but. Uh, I was going to say, here's kind of maybe a, a fun thing to close out on. I was watching the credits on um, on the second DVD on uh, the uh, the future Kings of the Ring, December five, and it had the names of all the backyard wrestling promotions that provided footage for the DVD. There was a lot. Do you, I, I didn't jot down everyone, but I jotted down like five or six here because the names of some of them just I just couldn't help but crack up at a few of them. You want to hear a few of them? Sure, sure. Why don't you give me the thumbs up and the thumbs down to what you think of these? Okay. All right. Poor Man's Wrestling. Thumbs up. <laughs> Trampoline Wrestling Association. Thumbs down. Oh, wait, we got to make sure thumbs up or thumbs down for people just listening to the audio. All right, sorry. Okay. Oh, all good. Uh, hardcore Backyard Wrestling. Thumbs up. All right. Midwest Viking Alliance. Definitely thumbs up. Yep. I think that sounds probably up in our neck in the woods here. <laughs> um, this next one, I'm going to censor the second word. Big Blank Corporation Wrestling. I like that one too. <laughs> I I kind of I kind of figured you were going to mention that yeah. one. Okay, people can Google that one. Uh, extreme hardcore wrestling. Yeah, it's a little redundant though. Yeah. To the point. There's speaking of redundant. Here's this last one. Always be intense wrestling organization. That's cool too. Yeah, I like it. I dig it. <laughs> All right, so safe to say, definitely check out Hunt Down. I, I, I was looking on Amazon. These can all, or eBay, a lot of these can be found pretty cheap, it looks like. Really? Yeah, I think you can buy them I, on eBay. I was seeing like bundles for 10 to 20 bucks. I think there's a couple that were a little more rare, a little more harder to come by. But uh, for the most part, they all look pretty affordable. I wouldn't mind getting me some more of these. <sighs> Do some eBay hunting. There you go. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I would also give a quick shout-out to the two Backyard Wrestling games on PS2 and Xbox. Both of those are, especially the second one, those are pretty fun. Like More like fighting brawlers, not like actual wrestling games. That's cool. Yeah, so um, I guess uh, 
before we wrap up, I want to give a quick plug to make sure to check out some other awesome shows going on Grand Forks Best Source this week. Uh, Christmas season is still going on for December on big screens and TV streams. We review the new Violent Night slasher. Uh, we reviewed a, a slasher Christmas movie last week on Weird Cinema, right? Yeah. Uh, with uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Now here's a Violent Night with David Harbour we cover on big screens and TV streams this week. And also make sure to check out last night's Fork Sports Highway where Monty went all out with his second annual college bowl game preview he previews all like 50 some odd college bowl games he's got to see it to believe it um and there's also some cannot miss gfbs interviews this week with john roberts interviewing north dakota senator scott meyer and also brian chandler of the snowmobile club this week so can i I go for it make a shout out yeah uh arts for vets yeah are one a wonderful organization uh, we're scheduled. We're we're downtown. Um, I can next the next show I do. I can give you you guys an address. You know, it's like an art gallery exhibit, right? It's an art gallery exhibit, but people can come there and do art, like beading and painting and whatever they want to do. Do you know a date off the top of your head or a month? Uh, it's on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And where's that at? It's downtown. Uh, I think it's a. Across from the hub, I think it is. Okay, so yeah, kind of on North Third Street, across from the hub there. Yeah. Okay, I think I know that building there. Yeah. Cool. Good deal, man. Yeah, we could probably put in the show notes too there with some times and dates and all that too. Okay. Cool. All right. So uh, before we preview next week's show, uh, we're going to have a quick word from our friends at Executive Properties. Our team of professionals at Executive Properties Construction have over 30 years of experience. We pride ourselves on doing quality work at a reasonable rate for our customers. Just check out what past customers have said in our amazing Google reviews. Then contact us today to get started on a bid for your next project. You can call us at 701-330-1273 or email info at executiveproperties.org. And check it out. We're hiring. We're building our new team for snow removal for this upcoming season. Contact Jess for more info at jess at executiveproperties.org. All right, Icky, we got to return to Weird Cinema next week. What are we covering? We are covering Sleepaway Camp if my copy works. (laughs) All right, people can find that next week, right? Yes, they can. So tune in to Grand Fork's Best Source. Stay weird, Grand Forks.